guys, welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. First, we'd like to start off by saying Happy Easter, guys. We hope the Easter Bunny is kind to you and that there is plenty of chocolate to go around. But most importantly, we hope that wherever you are, you are spending time doing what you love with the people you love. Holidays are all about taking some time off for yourself to recharge and re-energise. Hopefully, if you are on a bit of a break, you'll have a chance to catch up with any episodes you might have missed. Because... Boy, haven't we interviewed some amazing people. And today is no different. Today we have a very special guest. But just before we introduce her, I just wanted to mention that this story, like all of our others, contains times of struggle and challenges. If our story today brings up anything for you that you need to talk with someone about, please make sure you reach out and chat to the organisations and helplines available to you. There is always someone you can talk to. With that in mind, I would like to introduce today's guest. A phenomenal a young woman who has been through extreme highs and extreme lows. Who has faced adversity at the highest levels and managed to come back fighting. Morgan Choice was raised in Sydney, training extensively at Brent Street in all styles of dance. Her first major breakthrough role came when she was cast in an ensemble and lead understudy in the hit musical Fame, choreographed and directed by Kelly Abbey. From there she went on to dance for the Squared Division, Matt Lee, Jason Gilkinson and Sarah Bolter. Morgan has also dance for many international artists and Australian artists such as Taylor Swift, Kylie Minogue, Ricky Martin, Jesse J, Winter Gordon, Sam Sparrow, Jessica Malboy, Flo Rida and Tina Arena. She's also been a resident and featured dancer on shows such as The X Factor Oz, The Voice Oz, Australian Idol, American Idol and So You Think You Can Dance Oz. Morgan has also appeared in blockbuster movies including The Great Gatsby, Dirty Deeds and The Matrix Reloaded. Morgan also experienced the dream job of working in the Britney Spears Peace of Me residency in Las Vegas. But her career has not been without struggles and personal difficulties. We are so blessed to have her here today to share so honestly her story. Welcome, Morgan. Hi, Morgan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you're an Aussie-born dancer who has managed to land some amazing jobs working in the US. But can you first take us back to growing up in Sydney? I believe you started dancing at three at Brent Street Studios. I did, yes. I started dancing at around three. My father was a dancer. He was originally born in Brooklyn, New York, and he was in Alvin Ailey was in training in New York and then he went to London he was doing contemporary in London I met my mom they both came back to Australia and he was in Dancing Man which starred um, it was David Atkins production starred Kelly Abbey and a few other people and he was in Bangara for a little bit also ADT so he had known a lot of people in Brent Street and that's just kind of how I ended up being in there was just kind of by association they knew my father and I guess he just popped me in there and then I just never left so I started Brent Street when I was three and I graduated when I was 18 so that was kind of my only training that I had really most of my life was at Brent Street so I'm very thankful for that it's definitely a great place to grow up and train and definitely would say most of that training has been the foundation of my career in many ways so So, you were literally born into it Uh, was there a point where you didn't want to dance you wanted to do something else or did you love it from the moment you began I know that there was definitely moments when I was older I would say like probably like my early 20s that I was had different kind of desires and different 
things that I wanted to experiment with. And I loved like serving and volunteering and I loved like different cultures. And it was definitely on my heart to like either help children or volunteer in Africa or different types of countries. That was something I, I grew into really wanting to do as I got older. And that definitely took over for a second. I was like, oh, maybe I want to do that and just stop dance and all that type of stuff. But for most of my life, I've just found that dance has been like the most consistent love that I've had. I have the most stamina to keep doing it. It doesn't kind of stop. I have seasons, but most of it, I just, I really love to dance. It's just been a part of my life for so long. And so I would, I would say maybe a little bit, but I didn't want to like be a doctor or anything like that <laughs> at any point. But I did like love to serve and I found it kind of married into my dance career anyway, eventually. So you grew up training at Brent Street, which is renowned for being a triple threat kind of training zone. Did you train yeah. in all dance styles? I did. I trained in ballet, contemporary, musical theatre, tap, yeah, the whole thing. I was definitely straight into doing all of that. Um, there was a, a focus on my contemporary and ballet because there was at one point kind of more intention to go into contemporary company when I was a little younger, but um, I loved doing all things, probably not as much ballet, but I did love every other style, hip-hop, jazz. Jazz I love, still love that probably the most. So yeah, I was thankful to be at Brent Street. You quit school at 15 to go into full-time ballet training. Was that a difficult decision? No, I wouldn't say it was difficult. I really loved the feeling of having my body be really trained. Of course, I loved jazz and stuff, but there was something in that particular age that I like really loved strengthening. I was under a lot of guidance and being mentored by Sarah Bolter at the time pretty um, extensively. She did all of my solos, plus we did private lessons after dancing sometimes. So she was really mentoring me during that time as well, and we had plans to kind of get me into audition actually for like ADT or even Alvin Ailey overseas so during that time I really loved being like that type of training during that time so um, it wasn't too much of a hard decision I was pretty focused but yeah I loved it. Were you doing school by correspondence or had you totally stopped and focused on dancing? I was in TDHS okay so I would believe I went in there in grade six and then I left school after grade 10. Yeah, I was in THS that whole time. You changed over to the performing arts straight at Brent Street from the ballet. What led you to that move? I think it was Jackie Howard, actually. I definitely remember her words. telling me with very strong words from Jackie during that time, which was, why are you going to be a contemporary dancer when you can do all of these things and you can sing, you can act, like you can do all this. Why are you going to be in a unitard for the rest of your life? I still remember it. <laughs> so I was like, oh gosh, okay, fine. Like I'll just go. And, and, and it was the best advice sometimes, you know, which was what I always really appreciated about Jackie was that she wasn't scared to tell you, you know, what she saw in you and like what you could do further than like what you just kind of wanted to do just now so I'm really glad she did that because I definitely know I wouldn't have you know I went on to do musicals and I went on to do these things afterwards and I wouldn't have done that if I was just in a contemporary company so yeah I kind of just followed her lead on that and it definitely was worked out for the best. So the dream kind of changed and evolved from ballet contemporary company to then doing more commercial work when you graduated at 18 what was the goal what was the dream then? I really just wanted to work as a professional dancer I just wanted to be on like every single job at that point 
going when I was 18, I didn't really think too much about going to the States. I did think when I was like 14, 15, but when I was 18, I just like loved being in Sydney. I just wanted to be booked on all the jobs. And funnily enough, though, once I did graduate, it really wasn't that much longer after that, that fame came into Sydney and there was all these auditions and stuff like that. So pretty much as I graduated, fame started and that's when I auditioned for that. So I think like there was a love for musical theatre at that point as well. But pretty much straight after I graduated, I was working and being on different types of commercial jobs and all that type of stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to be working all the time and just that was definitely my hustle. So yeah. You jumped into working on fame with Kelly Abbey. What was that experience like? Oh my gosh. I still think I'm 29 years old and I still think that was just the most incredible experience to have, especially being so young and having that be something to step into and take responsibility as an artist and as a performer at that age was just this. For me, there was nothing better than that, especially under any type of creativity guidance from Kelly. It was like she was my idol growing up. So to be in that position, it was just so amazing. And then, you know, I I actually don't even remember how this happened but I think I was asked to audition for the understudy for the lead for Carmen and I remember just being like me like how there was other people who had been teaching me and who were also auditioning but being able to be booked as an understudy of a lead as well at 18 and having to learn scripts and having to learn how to perform on a stage of that caliber like all of that it was just such a plus the whole cast was people who I had either danced with and grown up dancing with in the industry or or people I looked up to so it was to this day I would say it's still one of my most favorite and most memorable moments that I've ever had so is singing one of your strengths no (laughs) no definitely not no it's not I haven't sung for years I would say when I was younger and I was doing musicals and stuff yeah I would say that that was probably one of my talents but it's a very specific thing that you have to keep being aware of and taking care of and I just didn't really have that discipline to want to upkeep that but not now, no. I wouldn't sing in public. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. Did you get nervous when it came to the singing part of those auditions? Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of embarrassing moments that I've had with auditions and forgetting lyrics and all that type of stuff. But what I did love about singing was it was just like storytelling. And I loved that. It was the closest thing to acting that I felt like I could get because you're just bringing those words to life and telling a story. And I loved doing that. It wasn't my most comfortable, but I did enjoy it when I was younger yeah when you wrapped up fame what was the next career step gosh after fame I was just working a lot in Sydney I did a couple of shows well a couple of productions for Kylie Minogue um I was just doing a lot of stuff for like Jessica Malboy uh, did some things for Jade McRae was on The Voice a lot was on Australian Idol so I was just working to be honest I don't think that there was really a season at all when I was living in Sydney that I wasn't working or I wasn't um in in something in either a production or a TV show or what have you. It was just consistent. So I'm, I'm very, 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 very thankful for that. Yeah. You've worked on a few movies, including The Great Gatsby, Dirty Deeds and The Matrix Reloaded. What were those experiences like? Well, Gatsby was definitely my favourite. I can't really remember The Matrix because I was so young. I think I was like 8 or 10, 10 or something. But I do remember being like, oh my gosh, like Keanu Reeves is there. And I remember <laughs> having that type of moment. And I know my mum freaked out when she saw him. But Gatsby... Gatsby was my favourite. It was just, that's another thing that was, I'll tick off my list and say that was probably one of my most memorable moments as 
as well, like Baz Luhrmann, like to be anywhere near that type of creativity was also just mind blowing. And the speak easy section that I was in, it wasn't that many girls either. So it was cool to kind of have not so much of a mass production in that way. It was nice to just only have a few of us kind of dance and have that moment. That was just amazing. So definitely my favorite one that I've done. You and Steven Tenos actually created a company. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Stephen and I knew each other from dancing, just from the industry. And, and I don't think we'd really done a couple of jobs necessarily together, but we had been kind of around each other and all that type of stuff. But when we ended up coming together and obviously we were in a relationship at the time, yeah, we just realized we were like, there's so much creativity that we were just naturally doing together. Nothing was forced. It was just very natural for us to kind of do that. And it was incredible. It was incredible to work together. Uh, I know that we had like moments of hardship and stuff like that, but we brought some of the best dancers together, which I knew that both of us were so thankful for. You know, we had Kat Santos, Keenan Lonsdale, Renee Ritchie, Lawrence Simon, Jay Green, pretty powerhouse people in our company to come together and being able to to tour around nationally from Australia was just another thing and our performance at night or all of that and I feel like during House and Choice it, it also sparked a lot of things in Sydney in general with dancers it just created like a really good energy with everyone so yeah it was a very challenging but very very good experience at the same time yeah you worked on the Britney Spears Las Vegas residency with one of our other guests Kayla Yee what led you to auditioning for that contract well actually I was in India at the time and I was filming a Bollywood movie, a tap Bollywood movie, which I don't even know really how to tap. And Dean Perry had asked me to assist him. And I was like, I don't even tap. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, let's go. So we did it. And uh, I literally landed back in Sydney. And I get a text message from Ashley Evans, who's Square Division. And he had asked me, you know, do you have your passport set up? Because my father's American. And I said, oh, no, I haven't really touched on that. And he said, well, we have an audition for you for Britney Spears for her residency in Vegas. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Literally just got off the plane, so I was barely thinking. I was only thinking about having a shower and, I don't know, <laughs> just being in my own space, let alone trying to figure out how to get a passport and dance for Britney Spears. So it was a whirlwind of many different things. But to be honest, I didn't do that I had, like, an opening to go on audition, but there wasn't any promise of getting a job. But he was saying it would be better for me to be there to actually audition in person if I really want a shot. But in my head, I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go to LA. I have always really wanted to go there to, like, do more training. You know, I, I didn't have any intention of booking it. I just – I only went with, like, five pairs of underwear. <laughs> A couple of track pants, uh, not even that many t-shirts. Like I was not prepared. And then when, yeah, I got there and auditioned and booked it and then ended up just staying there. So it was a very humbling and surreal um, experience, that audition process and getting there and booking it. And um, I still to this day remember everything of it. So what do you do in an audition like that to make yourself stand out? Honestly, I feel like I've never been the type of person to be competitive. It's just not part of, of course, in any dancer has to have some sort of level of competitiveness otherwise you don't really you know fight or want to move forward but I never had this thing of like oh I need to do so and so to be seen or get a job I kind of just my work ethic was to dance the hardest that I could dance and make sure that I know the choreography and just did the best job that I could do that's literally what my mindset was all the time in audition I was just like focused and I loved performing so yeah I didn't really have like a specific like oh I would wear this type of thing no I just wanted to go there and just smash the dancing and that's kind of yeah what I would would use to stand out is 
just to go hard. <laughs> what are the shows like working in Las Vegas with Britney Spears? It was amazing. It was amazing. I loved it. We had a pretty intense rehearsal process for the show, but the shows were so much fun. And, you know, we had a bunch of celebrities come. Beyonce came to watch. J-Lo came to watch. Like, it was just a constant, like, duration to be like, I can't even believe I'm here right now. And I can't even believe this is happening. Um, of course, like, you, like any job that you're in for a long time, you would have some shows that you're like, oh, like, this is hard or it's, you know, kind of monotonous because you're doing the same thing all the time. But luckily, like, how the Square Division did the show and how it was creatively, it was pretty easy to just want to continue to do. And, yeah. You've worked with people such as Taylor Swift, Kylie Minogue, Ricky Munn, Jesse J, Winter Gordon, Sam Sparrow, and Christina Aguilera. What qualities do you have that lead you to getting booked for these kind of jobs? Well, I think there's so many factors that come into that. Obviously, how you look, it could be ethnicity, it could be, you know, just what your hair looks like, what your height is, what your build is. But I will say, like, and what I'm so thankful why I grew up in Australia and why I'm Australian is I really think that people here in the States, they see a humbleness and they see a work ethic in Australians that you just don't see that very often here. I would say my work ethic and my excitement and my humbleness is probably I think the thing that mostly attracted people what I think that I've built a relationship with choreographers here and, and worked with different artists is just maintaining obviously my look but also just being hardworking and just humble as well along the way because it just really makes a difference so yeah are they usually open call auditions or are you getting rebooked because you've worked with a choreographer before or you've got a reputation and people know you and they come and ask you specifically I would say obviously when I first moved here it was mostly open audition and then I would like build relationship with them after that but now for the last like five years mostly it's just been from relationship with a choreographer or they know me or they may know someone who knows me and they just book me from that but I would say most for the last five years it's mostly just direct book from me just knowing people who I've worked with before yeah. What's it like working with those recording artists? Do they usually talk to the dancers? Some of them. <laughs> it depends. It depends. I mean, Brittany was really friendly. Ariana was pretty friendly. Christina Aguilera is really friendly. Who I've been dancing for for the last nearly two and a half years, Jay Balvin. He's probably the most friendliest. He just like is always with us. Very like chatty. Always checks in with us. Have more of a personal interaction. He's probably the first artist that I've had more of a personal type of interaction or friendship with, if you will. But some artists, yeah, you'll get and they're just not really talkative and. They kind of just want to get it done so yeah but it does make a difference I've always found it makes a difference when the artist is like inclusive with the dancers and stuff like that so you've been a featured dancer on shows such as The X Factor The Voice Australian Idol American Idol So You Think You Can Dance what's it like dancing on shows like that I would say it's my favorite especially if you're a resident dancer and, or a featured dancer it's my favorite thing you get to you get to like it, it feels almost like a musical but it's like a little bit more like spontaneous and obviously a lot more free but I love being in that position I feel like you get to kind of be in a family you know you know the crew you get to know the makeup people you get to know the artists whoever are on the show you know they hopefully they get through and then keep making it and then just as a dancer being around your friends you know every week it's like the best job ever so I would say um it's one of my favorite places or pockets to be in the industry for sure is it a pretty quick turnaround from learning the choreography to performing it or do you have a bit more time oh gosh I mean yeah 
depends. Most of the time, it's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get there and they're like, okay, we need you to reverse this. And then, okay, like, you know what? No, we don't want that session. Let's just make something else up. And Or sometimes you might get a rehearsal and they're like, all right, we've got a four-hour rehearsal here and then we're on the stage the next day and the piece might be really crazy. And so it kind of depends what it is. But usually for most, even if it's a TV show, process is always kind of pretty, um, pretty intense. But I love it. So... Have you ever felt pressure to look a certain way? Yes, definitely. I wouldn't say overly that's something that I've had attention on, but as a dancer, especially as a working dancer, if you've been like working for years, you know, you're always wanting to look your best, um, you know, make sure your hair's good, make sure that like your body is looking fit. But I don't think I've ever really overly stressed about that. I mean, I know that when I was like young working in Sydney, I don't think I ever even brushed my hair <laughs> unless I was booked to put in a makeup chair like I never wore makeup or anything like that when I was growing up in Sydney but being in the States being in LA uh, that changed people definitely treat how they look differently it, yeah definitely wasn't the same but I, I don't think I've stressed too much about it but it is something that I would say to dancers like make sure that you're you know paying attention to how you're looking and being presentable because it does make a difference to someone who wants to hire you in that way so yeah as a dancer if you've just come out of full-time training how do you break into the industry to become a professional dancer? Oh, well, you definitely need an agent. That's the first step, making sure that you have representation, having, you know, a good relationship with your agent as well. And you just need to take class. I mean, from what I know from my journey, I got my agent when I was pretty young, but just, you know, taking class, getting out there, knowing people, make sure that you're, you know, making an effort to not forcefully, but be in the right place at the right time. And just like be patient as well but you know go for auditions practice doing that being in front of people at a, at a panel but the first step I would say is get an agent and get that representation so you're in good hands and people know that you can you know that you have an agent just makes it a lot more professional in that way yeah who are your inspirations I still think one of my biggest inspirations has been Kelly Abbey I just feel like she shaped so much of me when I was young and even Sarah Bolter um, and there's been choreographers here that have really taken me under their wing. Square Division is definitely one of them. They have like blessed me so much here with Kieran in Sydney with so much work. There's a another duo here called Jerry and Paul um, Slaughter and they also, they choreographed Christina. They've also booked me on a lot of jobs here as well. There's been some people here that have really inspired me. Kevin Maher, he was a huge part of my training, especially here in the States. So yeah, and I would just say dancers as been some dancers here that have been my idols that have really shaped me as a dancer as well so what have been your greatest achievements i would definitely say fame i would say britney and i would say dancing for jay balvin has been one of my greatest achievements i've traveled the world i got to dance at madison square garden i've seen south america like four times I would say that's probably one of my biggest achievements. I could even say probably Gatsby as well has been something that, yeah, has been amazing as well. What is your favourite dance style? My favourite dance style is jazz, for sure. What dance style do you find the hardest? Ballet. What is it like living in Las Vegas? It was 
fun for a little bit, but it's not my favorite place to live. But it was it was pretty good for the time that I was there. Yeah. Does it get a little bit crazy? It does. It's just not my place. It's <laughs> not my vibe. I don't need to be around it. But it was fine for what it was. But yeah, I wouldn't choose to go back there unless I was booked on a job. How do you keep yourself in the best condition possible for your dancing? Take class. I do like to freestyle a lot. Eat well, work out, especially as you get older. It's very important to keep your body in a good condition, the longevity of it all. But yeah, just eat well and, and work out when you can. Would you encourage Australian dancers to head overseas to work? I would, yes. If that's something that they really want to do, then yes, I would definitely encourage that. I would just be very specific and intentional about why it is that you want to go there because everyone's path is different. So it's kind of hard to just be, you know, rely on one person's story to make a decision of when, if you should go to LA or not. But I think that, you know, that's something you truly feel like you've got the resilience to do, then yeah, I definitely think that you should go. Did your dad being a American, did that help you bypass all of the visa situation? It really did. Yeah. Yes, I had no issues. It was not, it was basically for free, to be honest, getting that passport. And it's my passport, so I'll be, I can be a citizen here for, you know, the rest of my life without any issues. Yeah, it definitely helped. If you weren't a dancer, what would you be? I would be a volunteer or I would probably be an advocate for either homeless, a non-profit or something in that type of way. I would be in that or probably even politics or something like that, yeah. What have been the biggest challenges you've faced? Well, although I had an amazing childhood in many different ways, I did go through a lot of trauma as a child. My family, well, my mother and I were involved in, you know, domestic violence and stuff when I was growing up and also abuse in, in other forms. So that kind of didn't really start to open up until I was actually in Brittany. So when I was in my early 20s, that kind of resurfaced and I did have a massive breakdown and was you know in very intense therapy and was going through quite a lot but also working and dancing and doing all that at the same time so that was probably my biggest challenge it definitely was a broken part of my life and dance career and it all just kind of enjoined in one but it did also make me extremely resilient and also very compassionate because we get so caught up sometimes when we're dancing and just so career driven and we want to do all this type of stuff and then we forget that we actually are human and that we actually have a life that has been growing alongside of this career so it was a very confusing moment because all I knew was dance I wasn't necessarily very like emotionally aware of stuff like that and so when I did have a breakdown it was very foreign but I am thankful for that because it definitely like I said made me compassionate it made me want to help other people other families who may have gone through abuse because the thing with that is that it doesn't you know abuse isn't something that just like targets one type of person it could target anyone in any walk of life so as hard as it was I was thankful to have that realization and and stuff like that so yeah I would say that's probably the biggest struggle I had as a young child how do you cope with that situation it was not easy it was not easy my mum was a single mum as well so she was not only just going through that but she was you know preparing me for dance and was making sure I got to school and it was 
a very traumatic type of situation. But I will say again, if I didn't have dance, I'm not even really quite sure what we would have done. So dance really has, I know when people say, you know, dance saved my life, but it did. It really did save my life. Especially when I got older and there was so much stuff that was going on. There was a lot of mental health issues. There was, a, you know, suicide came into it at one point. So if I wasn't working and if I didn't have dance or I didn't have anything like that, I don't know where I would be. And as well, i a massive believer in in God and I know that that was something my faith was a massive aspect and a massive part of my kind of healing and still is so yeah it was quite a hard time but thankful to be on the other side now you said it all sort of came to that point where you were working with Brittany and you had that breakdown then what helped you cope in that situation friends you know my family's on the other side of the world they didn't really know what was going on either so I was very lucky to have and very blessed to have friends around me that helped me and were kind of able to just guide me through that regard you know without any judgment or anything so selling my friends and obviously getting up and having to perform every night I didn't really have a choice it kind of like kept me going so I feel like sometimes we might not know it at the time but I, I really did feel like as hard as it was God kind of had me be in such a high level of dance and um, of a job during that so that that was something to keep me going you know I wasn't just at home or I wasn't just like doing nothing definitely got me through that a lot yeah what advice would you give to your 10 year old self I would say keep humble work hard be friendly continue to be inspired by all different styles of dance and to be encouraging what are your plans and goals for the future I am definitely wanting to create some sort of company again dance company I'd still love to tour I think I will definitely still be touring in my life but yeah just keep dancing keep creating yeah that's my goals for now do you plan to still stay in LA or is there a plan to come back to Australia at any point I don't think so I think this is probably where I'm gonna be now we'll never know but I think this is probably where I'll stay yeah where can people get in contact with you and follow your journey definitely on my Instagram I think my Instagram is Morg's Choice I'm never on Facebook but I'm always on my Instagram I share pretty frequently on there so definitely my Instagram well Morgan thank you so much for chatting with us today thank you so much it's been an absolute honor thank you so much Morgan for your honesty and openness I know that anyone who is out there going through struggles and challenges will benefit so much from hearing your story. And please, if this brought up any issues for you, reach out to Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or someone like Beyond Blue at 1300 22 46 36. There are support lines out there. Remember that there is always someone you can talk to. And please also remember to be kind. You never know the silent battles someone might be facing. Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head over to My Diva Squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories. They have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.